This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. Welcome back to Voices of the Peace. My name is Ted Sloan, and I'm so excited that you're here joining us on this podcast. And uh, we couldn't have done this podcast without our wonderful sponsors. Big thank you to Urban Systems and to Blue Wave Energy. This video podcast helps answer the questions about Fort St. John and the people who created the community and the area as we know. Sometimes you drive the street and you go, how'd that get built? Or you hear a song and you go, oh, that's someone local. How did that happen? Or you see a sports club and you go, what's the story behind that? Well, that's what this podcast aims to serve. And speaking of sports, uh, my next guest today is someone who I met through the sports. And I always thought, oh, hockey. Hockey might be this guy's thing. And then the more I got to know him and the older we got, I realized that he is tied into our speed skating community. And of course, if you've been in Fort St. John, our speed skating community is amazing. So I'm so excited today to talk to Richard Stickle here on Voices of the Peace. Hi, Richard. How are you? Uh, very good. Thank you. Good. It's going to be so hard not to call you Mr. Stickle throughout this entire uh, interview. Uh, no, as for listeners at home, Mr. Stickle, Richard was my uh, coach for forever. So yeah. Um, can you, okay, we talked a bit off air. Yes. Can you tell me, well, do you want to start with the history of the Elks or the history of how you got uh, started with the Elks? Uh, either. I could talk about how I got started with yeah, them. Yeah. So. Let's chat about so, that. Yeah. So uh, um, we, we wanted to put our son in. Uh, some sort of skating when he was uh, four years old for, to get him ready for for hockey. He didn't want to go and can skate, mm -hmm. and so we knew we knew some other families that had been involved with uh, in the Elk Speed Skating Club, and they said, "Why don't you put him in there for you know they do a really good job of teaching kids to skate." So uh, we said, "Sure." He was four. Uh, we had a three-year-old daughter that wouldn't do anything he did. She did, so sh she jumped in, and uh, and uh, Dana ended up being a um, a really good speed skater and, and really loving it. So. That's kind of where we went with it. Uh, uh, Ryan, our, our son, uh, did go to hockey after a couple of years, but uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I loved how you said, and we'll talk about this later. Uh, you, you started there, and you're still there. So, <laughs> yeah. talking about still being there, I didn't realize until our conversation that our speed skating club here is the second oldest in BC. I understand. Yeah, uh, the first club in BC was actually in Dawson Creek, um, and then people from Dawson Creek, uh, they. Um, they came and, and helped get the Fort St. John Club started. Gordon Stratty was the first president of the Fort St. John Speed Skating Club. Okay. Back in 1964. So that's, yeah. I was thinking like the city would look vastly different in 1964. Yeah. So we, yeah. and we had a speed skating club, which yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. And by 65, we had national champions. So, um, yeah. Uh, uh, Laura Wiles was, was a, uh, Canadian champion for her age class in 65. So. Laura Wiles. Yes. That's neat yes. to look at names and go, oh, yeah. that person was yeah. young once, which I <laughs> feel terrible about. <laughs> well, let's, okay, let's talk a tiny bit about that. One of my questions is, um, we have we have champions. Um, I mean, I can think of Denny Morrison and I can think of Jay Morrison. And before yeah. that, I remember Linda Blair Johnson, yes. the outdoor oval. Is there something weird in our water? Like how does, how do we do that? Um, well, we've had, uh, and, and people have asked that before, and I, I don't really know if I have a, a really good answer. Just that, uh, you know, if you talk to other clubs, uh, they said, you know, 
um, skaters from Fort St. John. They're gritty. Um, they work hard. And uh, um, I think there's just that success. And, and, and those kids that come up, uh, there's been successful kids. The other kids follow them in practice. You know, the kids start at 11 with the, like they, they start skating at four, but typically they join my group about 11. Okay. Um, and there's usually some, some skaters that are doing really well. And these skaters start, you know, slowly start following them and following them and they get better. And there's just probably a belief that, uh, you, you can't, if you work hard, you can, you can become good at it. Right. So they see kids succeed. Right. Well, and it's neat too, because when you say that, like I've seen, skaters come back here I, I mean i got to watch danny morrison and go oh my gosh he's so fast but then also i know his like his i call him their home humans but that's yeah. neat is is that success on an international scale is visible and the kids can talk and learn and train you guys have made a really good community that way yeah i hope so i mean that's kind of the the effort that uh you know the whole the whole thing behind it is that uh um, that, that it is a community that, that you know, the, everybody involved, the parents and everybody else are, are part of the whole family, right? So, yeah. Well, let's talk a bit about the history of that. Um, it was so much fun to read. Uh, the Elks, you were saying that your wife has cr created a really cool almanac of sorts on the, on the website. Do you have a favorite part or some favorite stories from the history of the Elks going, that part was cool or this is really neat? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, just that whole thing, how it started and... Uh, uh, the, the skaters that have come up over the years that you know are still in town and and, uh, and I mean there is the Denny's and Jays, um, Linda Johnson, um, Kaylin Irvin skated in two Olympics. Uh, she moved from here when she's 15 or 16 and went to Calgary, um, but then she skated in a couple Olympics and uh, uh, so there's just those there's those stories. But there's so many kids that that um, really. Um, they they did well for a while, or even if they didn't, they they're a really integral part of the, of the club for a long time, right? And you never really forget them. That they become important part of of everybody, right? So, well, speaking of important parts, I I kind of want to highlight some of the coaches, um, like you. You, it was fun because the story you told me is well, I signed up, uh, someone asked me to do it, and I'm still here. So how how do you Fort St. John? I, I see a bunch of parents that are great coaches, yeah. and I also see that people who who are not as familiar with speed, speed skating learning lots so how, can you tell me about the coaches of the club and how how that works yeah so i mean there's um there's a there's a few coaches of course uh we have a lot of junior coaches a lot of the older skaters uh, go work with the younger kids um but uh there's there's usually a couple people um that that are working with the younger skaters and um and until they get to my group and then and then we work with them so uh, uh desiree um don't worry about it. Okay. So Desiree, because and all the skaters out there and people, uh, I'm going to ask Richard a bunch of questions. And I'm slightly putting him on the spot. He's going to forget your names, and that's my fault. Uh, but we know there's an amazing team down there. So Desiree's one of them. Desiree, yeah, and her mom uh, Tara has been with the club. She was national champion one time. She's helped coach. She's done a whole bunch of stuff. Vim Coke has been involved for forever. Um, and and been so integral to the to the club and there's been so many people come through and and do really good work with with the club over the years and and bring these kids up from when they're four and five years old all the way up right so and and that's kind of a neat thing too right you you know you you have these kids start at four and, and they're still with kind of the same group all the way up right so it's pretty pretty cool to do it must be like by the end of by the if they start at four and by the time they hit 18 it's kind of family at that point yeah yeah no they've been around for a long time right and uh 
and you, you remember a lot of things about them and you have a lot of fun with them right so it, it's pretty it's pretty cool and you watch them go and succeed and and whatever they do so it's nice well when you watch your kids go and succeed do you i mean you are a dad but is it kind of neat watching and being like oh i i helped we helped coach that guy yeah it is it is you you know you hope that uh, you've had some sort of um um, help you helped in some way with with doing that right so that's kind of the whole purpose of it so well talking about those those they go on um something really cool about fort st john is we have had a number of really big level meets here and so you host the small ones and big ones uh what's it like to host the like the the big canadian ones and, and have what's that like it's it's um it's really good there's it's lots goes into that you know lots behind the scene it takes a long time uh, you have to have certain levels of, of people involved um so so your volunteer base has to have a high level of of, uh, of knowledge and experience um you need level three uh, referee or level three coordinators and that sort of thing and and uh, so people are working uh we're doing a canada cup in december people are working hard behind the scenes right now to make all that happen it's really neat to bring in these people it's really neat to know that you've got future olympians um skating on your ice and uh and 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 have have people from all over the country come in and be excited to be in fort st john um and, and want to come here and skate so it's pretty nice experience when you say come into fort st john uh just doing the research and i may or may not get this right uh we, I think we have one of four ovals or, or limited ovals in in sort inside. Um, I remember growing up and the vote happening and things happening. How did we get one of those ovals? Was um, that a push from the club or was it a push from the city or did you just happen to? It, it was mostly the city. Um, they they it was their vision at, at that time and uh, you know I think uh, looking back, I, I was actually in in meetings for uh, speed skating in Vancouver and uh, the Vanock. Uh, committee uh, come in and, and gave a talk and it was before they actually had the Olympics and and their vision was that they wanted the the Olympic experience to, to spin off and be throughout the whole province so they wanted to have centers of excellence for different sports in different areas and uh, um, you know I left there I, I know at the meeting um, you know we're so far north the, the the provincial organizations well we should try to get some money spent on prince george because it's kind of central right and i'm in the back thinking no um, we're the ones that put all the work into the long track we should go back and see what we can do right and um you know at that time i was thinking you know if we can uh do some improvements on our outdoor oval maybe get a a bigger building um you know um if we dream big maybe get uh artificial refrigeration for those times when it gets warm uh that would be so amazing right and i come back and kind of said that at the club and they, they come back and said well the city's talking about having an indoor oval and, uh, and I, my thought was like we'll never get an indoor oval like <laughs> and uh um you know they stuck with it and and i remember being we had a canada cup two outside and they were giving the given the talk the city was giving the talk to the people at the oval uh, banquet and they said that they're going to build an indoor oval and, and everybody kind of giggled and then it stopped they, they thought there's no way they can be serious and they were the city was really really wanted that to happen and uh and and they i mean kudos to them that is you know we got a we got a facility that people come in and rave about from all over the world so um it's pretty amazing right now so and, and it was all all them so yeah it's nice to 
It's nice when you have a dream and every once in a while you, well, you do every time you hear you say, oh, we should dream big. And then for it to be like, oh, we did. And it <laughs> happened. It's exciting. Yeah. 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 So there's, there's actually five now because Quebec said you just, just put one in, but, um, but yeah, it's pretty amazing. Was it when you talked about the old oval, I remember when I was, I think about 14 or 15, uh, a wonderful lady by the name of Anita Lee said, we have to do a meet and I need someone to skate results from here to here. And I remember freezing. Yeah. What, what was it like to have an outdoor oval to skate on? Um, it was, it was a lot different. And, and so I, I go in this indoor oval and I, um, you know, I, I'm still pretty amazed and, uh, I really revel in being warm and being light. Cause I remember standing out on the corner all the time watching for, uh, you know, for frostbite on the kids' cheeks and in the dark, um, uh, after you've shoveled off the oval, if it just snowed and, and uh, you know, and, and trying to get a practice in, but send them in for warm up and come back out. So, uh, and that wind, that wind oh, was always coming off the one side, right? So, uh, yeah, they got strong just skating into that wind all the time too. So it was a lot different experience than, than what kids have now for sure. And what I have, so. Well, when you say about wind and things, um, like I, I know our speed skaters. Does Fort St. John, like when we go places, do people go, oh, there's a skaters from Fort St. John. Do they know us? They do. They do actually. Um, uh, yeah, we're, we're a well-known club throughout the whole country. Um, and people, people know who you are. And, and uh, a lot of people say they can uh, tell a Fort St. John skater just by the style of how they skate. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, I don't see it myself, but um but I always try to coach a certain way and I'm sure every club does. Right. So, mm -hmm. and I do notice other, other clubs and I do notice other, so I could see why, why they think that, but I'm too close to it to see it myself. Right. But yeah. Well this, okay. We talked a bit about this and this will be a hard question to answer, but I'm interested. Something that I was interested with our speed skating club. We do have this, like this big, okay. People know who we are, but we have all, all this international or this, this international people coming here. But it's crazy because I can call you and just go, hey, Richard, I want to chat about speed skating. Or I can go to the Oval and say, I want to learn how to speed skate. And yeah. the club has this really neat, welcoming community and uh, a level of excellence. How, are there key people behind the scenes that help make that happen? Or is it just, it's been in the, it's been, it's, that's how it's worked all these it, years? It's, it's part of the DNA. And uh, I mean, I always try to talk about that we're a recreational club with a competitive component, um, that there's places for people that, um, you know, aren't super competitive, that, that, that's just not part of who they are. Um, and, and everybody can come out and skate. Right. And, and, um, I, people from Vancouver and, and lower mainland stuff, you know, we run camps and, and they come back saying how welcome they feel and stuff too. Like, right. Everybody should feel that they're, uh, that they're part of the whole group. Right. So, um, we, we, we try to do that and, and people have always done that within the club. So I think it's just um, kind of part of the community, right? People come in um, and and uh, and they move out um, and, and we, we've become really welcoming, I think. So it's pretty nice. Well, thinking about how much time you guys spend at that Oval and when you were talking about um, getting ready for this Canada Cup, like you, it seems like it's neat because in the Speed Skating Club, if you want it to become your lifestyle, you can but you also have room for people who can only volunteer for this amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It takes a lot of volunteers to run an event and um, you know, you have people that were really involved for a long time, but you can still call them up if you need, you need help. And um, you know, they still come back out uh, and, 
you know that that's really nice it's really nice to see people that you're really involved with for years and have kind of moved on and done other thing and all of a sudden you see them again um pretty pretty neat experience right so mm -hmm. um you know you look and you see these people that and the experience they've gotten over the years as well too right so uh, tina henry was the chief um timer for for the olympics right so um for the manual timing mm -hmm. so people have gotten really good experience and we've we, we've had people that have, have really excelled at, at different aspects of things and stuff too right so that's amazing so yeah, at, at the vancouver olympics yeah know, and then because yeah that's that's what's really neat about this place is yeah. it sounds like you yeah you guys have oh us as a club also opened open the opportunity for for parents or people to go oh i really enjoy this I'm going to go get more training. Yeah. Like that seems to be something that happens a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it is. And it's, yeah, just keep, you know, you just want to keep building and, and having people involved and, and give them something that they can, they can do. Right. So it's good. Well, on, okay. With that opportunities, are there parts of the, I mean, you've been there for, for a, a few years now. Yes. Um, is there either a, something that keeps bringing you back or b a favorite part that you have to the sport? Um, just just being involved with group i i i like things that are kind of technical um and I, and i really like people and so it gives me um an opportunity to you know kind of uh, uh work on on technical things and 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 be involved with with people um daily sort of thing whatever so uh, i find it really really kind of fascinating the whole the whole thing um it's kind of neat it's a, it's a small sport so you know, I, I've had um, a lot of conversations, you know, with national team coaches and, and, and you know, people like Denny and, and um, other really good skaters and stuff. And, and, you know, you get to pick their brains and, and really kind of find out, like, um, deep in, inside of things. So it's, it's pretty neat. So, yeah. How many hours would you say kids are at the Oval? Like, it sounds like... Uh, it sounds like a fair bit. Um, yeah, you know, we we try to hold back the younger kids, of course, and then uh, as they get older, they're they're on the ice uh, usually five hours a week for practice. Okay. Um, so you know, time time you get there, warm up, get done stuff. So it's it's a fairly big commitment of of, of time, right? And then there's quite a few meets where you know you can go away on weekends. Um, we don't ever put pressure on that. You have to. We never say. Um, you have to go to this meet or uh, even i try not to even say you have to come to this practice but you know what you put in is what you're going to get out for success right so mm -hmm. and uh and a lot of a lot of skaters are pretty pretty driven anyway so yeah well it's neat to hear um that you guys you you encourage them and you're also not i know that sometimes especially uh intense sport or intense anything can really drive people out because of how mean it can get. Um, and that's not a, a, a comment or anything. It sounds like you guys are really, that love of the sport is something that drives the club. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. It's, um, you know, you have to, everybody has to be able to put in whatever commitment that they're going to feel comfortable with, right? And that's the recreational part of it. Um, you can't push somebody to show up five days a week if if that's not where their head's at but if they're going to come three days a week as long you know as long um you you get what you put you get out of it what you put into it and uh it's the same as as most other sports right um you you gotta you want to be good on r riding a bike or bike racing you gotta spend time in the bike seat and same thing there but nobody can really make you go in that seat if you're not if you don't want to be in that seat so it's the same sort of thing and that's it's great because it sounds too um from a teacher's standpoint of view 
Um, it's neat because some of my kids, you know what? Them coming this much is fantastic. I'm going to celebrate that. I'm going to encourage them to go, yeah. oh, there's this. But yeah, it sounds neat that you guys celebrate what you can because yeah. that's that's all that they might be able to do that day. Oh, and you want to go further? Okay, we'll push you further. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. A, a neat atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned uh, going to meets and driving things all around. Um, when it comes to, to recognition, sometimes the skaters get a lot of, of recognition that, I mean, we've talked about the Morrisons, we've talked about Linda Johnson and, and things, but are there some people behind the scenes that are really some key people? Yeah, you know, um, Vim Coke, um, for sure, like so many years putting in, you know, a, um, an international level five referee. Um, he, he's really been really the driver of, of the club, I think, for a number of years. Um, many time vice president, never president. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he probably makes the point of not being president. Um, but yeah, really super involved. Uh, there's been so many um, really good presidents that we've had over the years and have put work in. Um, and so many coaches that spent years and years. Um, and j just with the young kids and, and really um, drove that part of it. So um, yeah. Um, you know, my wife put years and she's a, you know, it's level three meet coordinator and level three, uh, um, uh, and, uh, or, or, um, what recorder, I guess. Um, so she's, she's been really super involved, but there's been, there's just been so many people have been so involved over the years. And I, I don't, I, I'm kind of scared of giving too many names. That's right? true. Cause yeah. yeah, you don't want to miss someone out. Yeah. Go, oh, I yeah. mentioned this. Uh, yeah. 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 No. And it's just, um, it's a it's a big club with a lot of people that have, have really put a lot of time and effort in. So. When you talk about like level three, level four, level five, what does like Vim is a, is a level five level coach? Yeah. What does that mean? Um, or uh, level five referee? Yeah, just the amount of experience and the the amount of courses you take in to get get certain level, and then uh, what you're able to do with that, like what what kind of experience, like what um, you. You know, to be an international referee, that's what you have to be, um, level five. Uh, level three uh, officials, that's what you need to have, or coaches, that's what you need to have um, to do certain things, right? So that's kind of, uh, uh, so running a national uh, event um, like a Canada Cup, you need level three officials to, to organize and run it. So um, it just depends. So that, that's, that's, uh, that's been a big part of the club. Um, Vim is really push that with uh, we have a lot of uh, a lot of officials a lot of people put a lot of time in um, to get get those designations and be able to, to do things uh, a lot of times we have half the people in the province and um, you know we, we go places and, and um, our, our it's our parents still that are kind of running a lot of meets and stuff so yeah it's pretty neat well I was gonna ask um, when you do have those big meets how many people come in as opposed to how many people to Fort St. John has, it sounds like it can be a pretty good mix. Yeah. Yeah. We, we can do most of it ourselves. Um, but you know, the, uh, um, SSC Speedskate Canada, they, they give a certain amount of officials too, right? You need about 40 officials to, to run a meet. So, wow. so yeah, it's a big, it's a big, um, it, it's a big commitment for everybody, right? It's a big commitment for the club. So you gotta be kind of careful about how many meets your hosts over a year and stuff too. Right. So, does it take when you said we're hosting a Canada Cup this year? Does it take um, how long does it take to prepare for that? Is that I assume the more you do, maybe the yeah. more you get used to it. Yeah, but. it's still a few months, um, three or four month uh, preparation for it. So still some work. That's well, yeah. some work. That's a lot of work. Yeah, so. yeah, um, it's, and it's neat. We'll probably have 70, 80 skaters. You know, so it'll be it'll be pretty good. And there'll be people that you know on the national team and and uh, 
uh, future Olympians will, will be out there, right? So it'd be pretty pretty cool. So that's that is really neat. And thinking about those meets and and I was looking back at the history. Um, one of my favorite stories about the history it said at one point, and you kind of alluded to it that there's been times in Fort St. John's speed skating history where lights have gone out. So they've just shone headlights on the, this, yeah. and it's been out at Pease Island park because it's been this, are there yeah. stories that you, that you really enjoy or are events that you've been like, this is a really neat thing. I've enjoyed this the most. Um, yeah, there's been a lot, you know, I think, um, it was, it was not a good experience, but, uh, I think, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. but there's, uh, even just with the oval itself, um, you know, we got our oval, we were so excited and we thought, well, everybody's going to come here. It's going to be so great. Um, and somehow or other, you know, got a rumor out in, in the um, speed skating world that uh, that you wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to skate at our oval. It was dangerous to skate. And, uh, um, you know, we, we couldn't understand where it had come from or what they were even saying. You know, we, um, Jay Morrison, by uh, within a couple of years, he retired and uh, he'd come into town and he's like, course you can skate here you're like you know, i've skated all over the world and this this is as safe as any place and um you know denny come uh we had christina groves up here one time doing a camp we had uh, mark knowles and his and his wife uh, you know she's world champion uh, dutch lady and he had skated in a bunch of olympics and it's like nobody could understand where it was coming from right um but when i talk to people at ssc it's like well no it's too dangerous and finally after, it took about four or five years before people actually showed up from ssc to to inspect it and it's like yeah no it's perfectly fine and so but yeah that was a it was a weird experience right because we were trying to push like it's like there, i we don't understand what's so why why we can't skate here and then well there's a post somewhere that you know that they could run into and um but there wasn't, there wasn't right no. and, and nobody would would believe us but nobody would come and look at it right so it was a yeah it's just kind of a surreal experience so overall right so it for for years it was like well it's too dangerous to skate in fort st john and and we it's knew cold it wasn't here, but it's, it's warm inside the arena yeah <laughs> yeah skating outside was was more dangerous you know um in a lot of places than here you know if you're um you're if you fall and you're just going off into a snow, a frozen snowbank, right? So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I, it's hard to, it was hard I to figure out. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. it's kind of a surreal experience for us. Do do, like I think it's neat that I can go skate on that oval, and mm -hmm. I think it's cool that on Sundays, yeah, I can do that. Um, I guess we have something really special in the city that they don't really have anywhere else, or yeah. only in five other places. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah, no, it it it, it is. It's a it's an amazing facility, right? And. Uh, I mean, the city, like they maintain that ice and, uh, the last Canada cup for COVID we did here, um, you know, they were like the times went out around the world. Like every, everything goes out, everybody knows, uh, what happened and what meet, um, you can go on, there's, uh, sites where they, they update and you can look at, um, all the skaters times versus, uh, some 16 year old skater here versus every other 16 year old skater in the world. It's got an official time. Um, done this weekend or this weekend and the times have been like really good right so um you know really really fast so people are oh man that's a fast rink um so it's really kind of a neat thing right so that's yeah. we we were talking uh before you came in about how this podcast is meant to go sometimes sometimes people think oh Fort St. john is a small place we yeah. don't have that many things but you're telling me which is really neat is like no we have an international rink or, or people people yeah. have seen oh fort st john's a fast place like this is, yeah this is a really cool jewel yeah yeah no and you're like i say uh, that that weekend 
uh, I, I talked to people on the national team. They were racing in somewhere in Holland, or, and uh, it was like, wow, those times. Like, you know, people were, were, were shocked by how fast everybody was skating there, right? So it's a small, small community, small world, and, and they know, right? So, yeah. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Well, thinking of that, thinking of the world, and thinking of the world of speed skating, uh, when you started, or even right now, yeah. are there people that you look up to that you go, oh, this person? This is my. This is someone who I I really learned yeah, a lot from. Yeah, uh, and, there, and there's 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 several. Um, you know, of course, I always start with Vim, and um, but there's some uh, some of the coaches out of the Calgary Oval that you know I I can uh, I can ask questions of as what 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 do you do here? What should you what do you think about this guy? What's next step? Um, uh, some of those guys. Um, there's there's just been so many people that uh, really good people. Um, some of the referees and stuff out of. Um, out of Vancouver and stuff that just amazing people right so yeah it sounds like too it's neat um something that I didn't really think about growing up but Fort St. John has turned to this place where oh I don't know the answer so I can ask you you might not know the answer and you can ask you can ask those people in different cities like yeah. that communication in has gotten really good yeah it has and and people are willing to share right and I think it's important um you know I I think over the years there's been a lot of times when uh you know, people people used to, and and maybe in some some sports, and maybe even uh, people used to try to hide knowledge, or whatever, and, and keep their little piece. Um, but I, I think it's so important, you know, that you you um, you be open, and you know, if you have to explain something, um, then you have a better knowledge of it, you know. Um, so so I, I find people have done that with me, and I try to do that with others. That you know, give them as much knowledge as you can, right? So it doesn't matter if it's your own club or another club or whatever else it is, right? So you um, you strengthen everybody as, as long, you know, in, in your community um, if you if you just do that. And so so many people do that that they're willing to to share with you and 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 pass on knowledge, right? So I call it the cold effect here. And the the case. Okay, so this will be a tiny bit of a yeah. tangent, but working in different cities uh, in the uh, entertainment industry. Some cities were really wonderful because I'd go, I need help. And they would go, oh, it, come on over. And some cities were very competitive. And so looking at Fort St. John, I've always found it's so cold here in the winter that if we don't help each other, then when things go badly, we're, we don't. So the city's yeah. really good at going, uh, sure, here, I'll, I'll help you. And, and we really, it's a really lovely testament to our city. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, looking at I have I gave you a list of questions I'm gonna you have two two questions that you get to a, uh, answer it's up to you okay one you've been in the industry or the speed skating world for a while yeah I was gonna ask you what is one of the strangest things you've got to watch it was fun hearing you say I had to sit there and watch for for frostbite on my people yeah yeah uh, the other question might be um, our city is an interesting place because we all have day jobs and then we have these jobs so you pick your own adventure how do you balance it all or what are some strange things that you've seen in okay. speed skating? Uh, I'll go with the whole balance thing because okay. I, I mean I, I think um, there's there's so many pieces to that whole thing. You know, if I start with the the company I worked for for years, um, I, I had a uh, I showed up late um, on Wednesday mornings because we, we our practice went past my starting time, you know, and it's like I'll just work through my coffees if that's okay, and it was never a problem, right? And uh, um, you know, uh, my family uh, going off to practice. Usually, I had at least one of my girls for years and years um, tagging along with me. Sometimes two, um, sometimes three, and then uh, um, so. But you know, they they put up with 
me being gone on weekends and and doing this and that and uh, things getting put off because because I I didn't get them done because I was gone. Um, so my wife for putting up with things and then and the club too, right? So um, I just started doing something a little bit different and uh, so I'm not always there and people people cover and stuff. So um, yeah, there's so many people involved to, to keep somebody doing something um, and I don't think that gets enough acknowledgement that. Uh, you know, if if somebody volunteers or somebody takes on more, it's just not them doing it. It's it's everybody else has kind of got to step up and and do more too. That's so. a beautiful way of saying it. I remember coming to hockey practice, um, and my mom uh, later in life, I go, "Mom, you sacrificed a lot to drive me to that." <laughs> and I volunteer in the community, and it somewhat took someone like you to point out and go, "Well, Ted, you're here, but your wife is 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 there." So it's. We do sacrifice a lot to, to keep things going. Yeah, yeah. So a big thank you to the people who support us. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. Um, when it comes to speed skating, uh, it's neat is to hear about the relationship with the city uh, being very supportive. And it sounds like there's other supporters. Like, it sounds like the city is, is hopefully we cheer you on as a yeah, speed skating club. No, we really feel supported, actually, like um, as part of the city. Yeah, we're really proud of the city and, and everybody in it, really. So, so yeah. Awesome. <laughs> is there okay so when it comes down i'm super interested in this i didn't realize you said you've got a timer you've got this yeah. you said it takes about 40 people to run a meet yeah or, or is is there just because there's that many different roles to fill yeah 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 there's a lot of different jobs that have to be you have to have timers and place judges you have electronic time you have um referees and and uh people to get the athletes where they need to go hospitality you have a whole bunch of different you have recorders you have a whole bunch of different positions that need to be filled for things to happen it sounds like you have to well it sounds like there's a lot of knowledge um if i wanted to and yeah. i'm putting you on the spot so you don't have yeah. to answer this but um like you just said you you reached out and you you were part of the club um can people do that can people say hey yeah. i have a i have a little person in the club uh i'd like to volunteer does that happen do people do that yeah actually we we go out and ask right okay. we, we need volunteers right and so we we go out and ask and you know we we really we really look to those um people the little people because we we really would like to keep those kids in whatever but you know those little the little people are going to grow up to be you know the top skaters eventually and, and their parents are going to be um are going to be there right so we we try to get them early and just you know like yeah be part of this and um I, you know, I look over at meets and, and I see the, the timers and the place judges laughing and I see people have fun. I, I think they have fun during the day. Right. So, um, yeah, it, you know, it's it's um, it, it's supposed to be a fun thing. I remember uh, Mike Landucci, uh, a hockey referee. I, I worked with him. You know, he come we, we got him out the one year doing uh, doing some place judging. And he goes, man, it's, you know, you, you feed you and <laughs> nobody yells at you. <laughs> it's good so so yeah so i've got many good memories of, cause i remember the first time i did something and someone said here's lunch and i went what and and you're like yeah of course you eat lunch you guys take care of your volunteers yeah, very well yeah so. yeah that's part of the thing right it's part of just the, the whole community thing so yeah have you ever speed skated yourself you know i i i didn't when i was growing up i knew lots of speed skaters i knew lots of people at the elk speed skating club um but uh i i didn't i i Somebody once said, well, you can actually do this because I showed them one time, like I just went out and skated. Um, but I typically don't because it's one of those things that uh, I can tell the kids, no, you're not low enough. No, you got to do this and that. But if they watch me, then I'd have to 
explain that whole thing. No, you have to do what I say, not what I do. Mm -hmm. So uh, I just don't bother. <laughs> so, so, so I stand there and yell at them. No, I don't yell. <laughs> I don't think I've ever actually heard you yell. So, well, you bring up something interesting in the when I was looking up at the history. Not only do we have some really good young skaters. We also have some really good senior skaters, or and I use the word senior, but we have a few people who are maybe parents or, or yeah. who've jumped in maybe a bit later and then gone on to do some amazing things. Yeah, yeah, no, we've had, uh, we've, uh, we had the World Masters here the one year and- um, The World uh, Masters? The World Masters. Cool. So we brought people in. There's a whole group from uh, Italy and Norway, and I think we'll do it again one day. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a really interesting experience. But we've had a lot of you know um, people come through and, as as what we call master skaters, and uh, that's a better uh, way of saying than yeah, senior skaters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and um, you know uh, they've done well, and a lot of times they you know they built their own little uh, group together, and 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 some some only do it for a year or two. They want to just give it a try. Um, some people stay for five or six years, and. Uh, um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful way of staying in shape and stuff too. Right. So, uh, especially so, in the winter when it's so yeah, cold. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice warm building. It's nice and light in the middle of a dark winter. Right. So, uh, um, but yeah, so it's, um, we've had a lot of people give it a try, right. We'd love to keep building on that part of it. Um, you know, we, uh, my, my dream would be to have, uh, you know, to have the lap skate time on, on the oval where everybody's in their speed skates and, and going around and around right that'd be pretty cool if everybody if we could get enough people to, to to learn to speed skate and be happy just going out for a skate right that would be amazing so yeah yeah okay this is this question is is out of the blue this yeah. is something that i think is amazing when i watch hockey skaters they look like they're working hard yeah when i watch a speed skater they look like they're barely breaking a sweat but i know they're working hard is that just is that taught calmness there or is that just part of the sport? Um, yeah, you have to kind of teach that a little bit, right? Um, uh, I always like to tell the story. I watched um, uh, Denny Morrison in Calgary when he, he said, I think it was probably his PB, the fastest he ever skated a 500. And and he he was not a 500 meter skater. That wasn't his distance. Um, still really good at it. And the, still the time was was a world-class time, but that wasn't his distance, right? And he But he skated the 500. And uh, it was really fast, and you could you. But he looked like he was really fast. But then just after him come Jeremy Weatherspoon, who that was his distance. He was world champion at it, um, uh, the best in the world. And uh, he come out and he skated it. And I thought, oh, he he must just be kind of in training because he's not working. You know, after watching how hard Denny worked, and he's not really working. And then he set a world record, right? So. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, so um, uh, it is really hard. Like they're they're exhausted when they're done. Um, they have to skate uh, to the point of exhaustion. Doesn't matter the distance, right? They have to leave it all out there in each distance. But th they have to stay efficient. So um, you know, the, uh, the the skate is 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 nice because it gives you good glide. Um, but it, it's super important if you want to have a fast time, uh, not to look like you're putting a lot of effort in so it's one of the yeah it's one of the unique sports where like i i run and someone said once i'll run a marathon when a marathoner looks happy um and but in speed skating you guys just look so stoic and so wonderful so yeah it's it's uh it's a learned thing right so um yeah how to how to just be how to be calm and and, and get through that right so yeah speaking of calm and, and i only want to chat for a tiny bit about this but um you've mentioned a few times 
Vim is amazing at staying calm, and I yeah. just love it when he goes around. Um, yeah, he very, looks very official. I, it sounds like when it comes to the world of speed skating, we owe a lot to Vim Coke. We do. We do. Yeah, he's, he's uh, the province does. Uh, he's Nationally, he's done a lot of things. So, yeah, he's been uh, super important, and it's super important to this club. Yeah. And he, I would say, he's, to me, he's also a testament in that. I used to bike ride with him. Yeah. And I would never know of, of his pedigree in, in the thing because I could say, hey, about speed skating. And he could just talk to him and just go, oh, yeah, there's this. And I'm like, yeah. oh, you've done. Now I know I'm like, oh, that's like me talking to Bruce Springsteen about how do you, how do you string a guitar? <laughs> so he's yeah. quite an individual. Yeah, he is. Very much so, yes. Yes. Uh, we're coming to the end of our time. But I, I, I was going to ask, if someone is interested in the club. Yes. Um, is there a good way to talk to the club or to look up the club? You have an amazing website. Is there yeah. things that people can do? Yeah, I mean, if you, you can look on the re website. You, there's uh, numbers on there that will uh, will get you somebody that can register you and everything else. We do have a try at times. Um, you you can come out and uh, and and get skates at certain points of the year and 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 give it a try. We love to have anybody out. When you mentioned okay, so skates. That's good because sometimes uh, the first time before I ever speed skated uh, and I've tried it a whopping once uh, and was like, there are good people in this sport. Um, if people are nervous about the equipment and stuff, it sounds like you guys, um, you can help people navigate those problems. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We can provide all the information that, that you need to get you going for sure. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, also, you don't may not know the answers. Is there any reason why it's called the Elks Speed Skating Club or is that just in time memoriam? It's always been the Elks. Um, the Elks... Um, uh, um, community group uh, was the, a major sponsor. Really, uh, always, yeah. So uh, became the Elks. I, I think they still might be. I'm not. I'm not sure. But it, I mean, they they sponsored us for years and they're so amazing. So um, that's what we became, and that's what we are. That's fun. Okay. And then last question. You said that Dawson Creek had a uh, a club, and we had a club. Is there a friendly rivalry with Dawson Creek? Is there? Are they part? Is it just a big? We're a big club up north. What's that? Um, like yeah. No. Uh, the the it, it was, you know, the clubs are all kind of close, and, and uh, I don't even ever think there's a rivalry. Um, you know, we kind of try to help each other out. Um, uh, all the clubs, especially in the north, Grand Prairie included, you know, uh, you know, if they if they call and said, hey, can you give us a hand, we, we, we would love to help them out, right? Um, and, and it's kind of like that through the whole province. I think... I think in some of the southern clubs, there might because they're so close to each other, mm -hmm. there might be a little bit more uh, competitiveness between the clubs. But uh, no, I, I don't. I don't think there is. You know, I think. Uh, I mean, I think the whole philosophy is, um, you know, we want our our skaters to be big fish on big ponds. Um, so if we don't help each other out. Um, then we don't have good competition to improve ourselves too right so um that's a neat look at it yeah so we have to we have to work together and uh and and look out for each other too so yeah i like when you and you've mentioned it before if if i help you you get better and then i get better because you're better it's a, yeah it's a big collaboration yeah. yeah if i if i you know um it's no good being uh um a little bit faster than um than somebody that's like you want to be as fast as the fastest person in, in the country mm -hmm. is basically the bottom line right and so that's who you want to skate with and uh, um, so you want to make you want to help make those people around you better 
because they're going to help make you better, right? So, yeah. And it, it also breeds a really neat community because if, if, if I know that you're helping me, I want to help you. And it sounds like you yeah. guys have done a really good job of that. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. It's, it's, it's the aim, right? So I don't think it, it should be any different. And I mean, I played hockey all my, all my life, whatever. But, uh, you know, if I want to be on, on a, a good hockey team, I want the team I'm playing against to be good too, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it should should work in every sport, right? I, I fully it's, agree. So, yeah. Uh, you mentioned Canada Cup. When is the Canada Cup? Uh, January 10th, 11th, 12th, I believe it is. So, okay. yeah. So, actually, we have three big meets this year. We have, okay. uh, we always, of course, have, a, we, we typically run the uh, BC Provincials, and then we're actually doing the Canadian Youth Championships too. So, uh, there'll be people from across, uh, younger kids, 11, 12, 13-year-olds from across country coming um, in February as well this year. So That must be exciting when you have people yeah. coming from places here to yeah. like, oh, look at Forza but also just watching and, and feeling yeah. new people, new experiences. Yeah. That must be a really cool atmosphere. It, it is, it is. And, and, and yeah, people enjoy being here. It's, uh, yeah, they're not, oh, I got to go to Fort St. John. They they want to come and, and they want to they wanna skate here, so... Is part of that because we're inside, or is that because it's a it's just a great place? No, I mean they can go like they go to Calgary, you know, they they go to Quebec City now. Um, but this is just another another um, little bit different venue, a little bit different, and uh, um, they like it. And some skaters really excel here, so they they they'd rather be here than in Calgary sometimes. Some of them, so yeah. That's that's a neat thing because I, I know that sometimes people go, oh, I can't wait to get out of Fort St. John when you go. But hey, we people do like coming here, and yeah. I think that we don't yeah. celebrate that enough. Sometimes. Yeah, and it's it's nice, you know, um, sports teams bring in people, and it's it's an important part of of your community too, right? And welcome people. So yeah, yeah. yeah. We've got, you've done a really good job. I have all these questions and I let you know at the beginning that we might not get through. We've got all through them. Oh, good. Is good. there anything that you wanted to add more or? Uh, no, just um, thanks for, for having me on. It's nice to be able to talk about the club. Um, it's nice to be able to talk about the history of the club because there's, you know, my my family, we've been involved for 30 years, but there's um, a long time before we got there that the, you know, or, is it 30, no, 20 some years, I guess, 94 to now, whatever it is. Um, but there was a whole time before that, that uh, the club was very active and, and done a lot of work as well. So well, I guess you, yeah, you mentioned 1964, it's 1964. Yeah. Yeah. And the city is, I mean, the city has changed. That's what really got me interested is like, okay, when I think of the sixties and then the seventies and the eighties and the nineties, I've watched things grow and fall and, and grow yes. and fall, but the club has always been there. Like the, yeah. there's been so many people who've come through. Yeah. 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 No, it's been, uh, it's been a really amazing thing. So, so yeah, there's, um, you know, I think, I think of all the different clubs and all the different sports and the people that put work in and, and, you know, we're, we're just part of that. And there's so many, so many good clubs and sports in this town. And I've, I've been, I'm people that I'm, I'm really amazed by that have done a lot of work and, and, uh, so it's it's good to be in with all of them as well too. So it's, yeah. Well, you, as a, you also bring that's a lovely thing is that sports. Sometimes people think that sports can live in a vacuum, but sports don't often. You have to do. You have to collaborate with other ice users. You yes. have to. Um, you you have to be a community up here, or else no one can do anything. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been good. Awesome. Well, thank yeah. you, sir. And uh, if people Google Elk Speed Skating Club, that'll bring them to the website. And yes. Yes. And they can always, there's, I always notice posters and things at the, at the Pomeroy sports center as well. So. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, they're, um, yeah, we're always happy to have anybody contact us and, uh, and they ask us questions and see, see what they can do to get out and it'd be great. Thank you so much for coming in today. I really right. appreciate your time. Thank you.
And for you watching at home, thanks for and, and listening at home. Thank you for doing that. We really appreciate it. Uh, I fully encourage you. One of the coolest things you can do is on these big meets is either volunteer to be part of them or just to watch. And you get to watch this, the world or the country be excited about Fort St. John. Thanks again for watching. We look forward to seeing you next time. I'm Ted Sloan. Thanks for listening to this energeticcity.ca podcast. Energeticcity.ca is your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To help keep us independent and to support this podcast, go to energeticcity.ca slash join.